This is Pro Wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- <laughs> fellas, uh, you guys have a great day, and, and this is... Only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my See? God. <laughs> That's in... a great <laughs> we've, we've had 70-degree weather here. For, I mean, we really had a warm December, and I get on the phone with damn Canadians, and we're spitting snow. So. My name is Carl Carafel. Joined alongside Chris Best. And soon, hopefully, OMD, who said that he would like to join us tonight. And this is Turnbuckle Talk, episode number 337, You Just Got Punked. We have got such a good show for you guys today. And as always, we like to kind of bring you a little bit of the news that maybe other people aren't necessarily talking about. But before that, Chris, how are you doing, my friend? Doing pretty good, riding, still riding a high off of that fantastic main event from Raw last night. Just bell to bell, excellent, excellent wrestling, you know? Oh, 100%. It definitely was. Joe, thank you so much for coming in saying good evening, gentlemen. I hope you were doing well. Um, today has been just a very hectic day for me, but I made it here um, just with enough time to get things done but we're here and yeah let's uh let's talk a little bit about monday night raw last night before we get into the bulk of our topics for today um let's talk about that main event gunther versus chad gable for the wwe intercontinental championship I personally am happy to see the Intercontinental Championship or the IC Championship getting more of a focus on television, which harkens back to years ago. Chris, I know you loved this matchup just as much as I did. How are you feeling about the IC Championship being in the main event of Raw? Okay, so the IC title is one of my is probably my most favorite championship in the WWE other than the WWE title, obviously. Um, But I love, I love that it's getting the focus. It's so desperately needed over the last, I would say 10 years, maybe, maybe longer, really. Yeah, Um, I think it definitely has been about that long. Yeah. It, it always annoys me when we're at a, pay-per-view or ple or one of the major ple's like wrestlemania SummerSlam, royal rumble survivor series and the intercontinental title is not on the line or at least being represented in some way so right. to see it headlining raw the way it did please give me more of that you know oh yeah 100 percent. we need more of that and congratulations to gunther who uh yes oh now officially is going to be known as the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. Not just a modern era, but of all freaking time. Beating out the honky-tonk man's record. 
Dude, rec- that is an accomplishment. A record, a record I did not think would ever get broken. Never, never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that it would have. <clears throat> now, the never. only longstanding record is Bruno's World Heavyweight title reign, which that'll probably never get broken, actually. No, probably not. Not at all. <laughs> uh ed yes he says hey carl and chris have a great time talking about cm suck lol just found out becky is headed to nxt next week so back to the note taking have a great show yeah. we'll watch tomorrow on vod as he usually does and uh, if you guys want to hear some nxt talk Make sure that you stick around to our local establishments, YouTube, Twitch page, all the different socials, because Ed and the wonderful Astrid do taking over on Tuesdays at about 10, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're not going to want to miss out on that. They are so fun, and it is always amazing, and you never know what we might get Ed Fries with a Ed Rant. <laughs> and I want to go back to the Intercontinental title because there is a story that broke this afternoon mm-hmm. that uh, Chad Gable said he wants one more match with Gunther. Good. I I am looking forward to that. 100 oh, I am. It is 100% something that I want. Joe I'd put it at the PLE on, at Fastlane. That's yeah, where I'd right? put it. I wouldn't. Survivor Series. Make that a top card for Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. You could do it there, too. You could stack that show, you know? Right? Why not stack the show? You have the opportunity to. It would be a fantastic idea for you to stack that show and have the Intercontinental Championship on the line at one of your big four PLEs, that would be amazing. Joe, I, I hope you can stick around for a while because we will be talking. CM Punk says that he is a CM Punk fan, always was and always will be. His hero, Rowdy Roddy Piper, said that he was one of the best in the world, and that's enough for him. We're definitely going to be breaking down some stuff when it comes to CM Punk and taking a look at things in a little bit of a different aspect than everyone else kind of has. As possible with this, <laughs> right? No, and I totally get that, and I think that that's a really good thing to be, uh, you know, as unbiased as we possibly can be when it comes to everything that we do here with Turnbuckle mm-hmm. Studios, lucratively. Christian Cage is set. Did you hear about this? I heard rumblings about a new deal, but I didn't see what the the details of the deal were. Well, I don't think that those have really come out as of yet, but he is saying and claiming that he has re-signed with AEW to a big fat contract tony khan had actually thanked christian cage for the work he's done in the uh all-out post-show media scrum and stated that the former wwe star is probably doing some of the best wrestling of his career in a e w 
Christian then turned his attention towards the media and said that some of them had doubted his abilities. And he revealed that he signed a new deal with AEW, stating that it is a long-term contract and that he is in things for the long haul. Other than that, we don't know exactly what anything is. We have no clue. But we do know that he has re-signed. Yeah. What do you think about him re-signing with AEW? So I think this is actually a really good deal. Uh, a really good deal for Christian uh, because he does bring that experience to the to the company. He's his job right now there is to help out the younger guys. And right now he's doing the work with Luchasaurus. He did the work with Jungle Boy. Did the work with Marco Stunt, who was with when he was there as well. So that's that's why that's why I would have him on the roster because he does bring that experience to the younger guys, right, right. Which I definitely think is a good idea. Um, so I was not going to bring OMD on just yet. OMD, center yourself. I was trying to go into the private chat to get you to do that before we brought him on. Oh, sorry. So yeah. We just need, we all always want to make sure that we are in good looks when it comes to these programs here. Parrish, how are you doing, my friend? Good to see you. Thank you for stopping by. Appreciate you. So, yeah. Um, Christian Cage. Okay, OMD. I don't know if you've, uh, if you were able to hear this or not, but Christian Cage has actually re signed with AEW in what he is calling a big fat contract and a long term contract with AEW. I had heard or and briefly read something. It was a very lucrative deal from what I understood, from what I read. Yeah, but, that's what right. Tony Khan and Christian had both said. It was just a little blurb that came up on social media. I'm right. excited. Good for him. Good for I him. I am too. I deserves it. Now, I, supposedly, I from what well. I read too, this this deal was also a way to try and entice Edge to come over as well. I I could see that. I think that's a I cool idea if they were to possibly make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And Edge right now has uh, another offer from the WWE on the table right now but he hasn't signed anything yet. No, nothing as no, yet. He, he has not, and they wouldn't accept his terms on a new deal. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go with that. Yeah, but this whole Christian thing, like I said, I think it's going to bring a lot of experience to the locker room. And he, he brings that more recent experience, so he kind of has a, an idea of where the wrestling business is going right now. And I'm not saying like older guys like Sting and uh, Billy Gunn on the roster don't, but. Right. Because they do, 100% they do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when you come up through the Attitude Era, through the Monday Night Wars, you've got Jericho as that wealth of knowledge as yeah. well. So it's great that they've got these locker room leaders and hopefully these younger guys are going to actually listen to them. We can only hope. I mean, 100%, we can only hope that these guys are going to uh, take that as a sign of 
um, you know, someone trying to help them as opposed to, you know, it's just another WWE guy coming in, taking our spot type of situation. Right. Right. Absolutely. To make it in the world of professional wrestling, you need to understand that you have to get the knowledge from all of these different people, even the older guys in the business, even though the business itself has changed drastically over the years, we still need to make sure that we are respecting and learning from those older stars as well. Chris Parrish is saying, Edge's legacy to me is source is soured if he leaves. I respect his decision. It's his life. But he did he really help the young guys in WWE as much as he said he wanted to? I don't think that he really did. Also, OMD Edge never gave an offer to the WWE. He debunked that rumor and then said he has an extension in his inbox that he is unknowingly going to sign. Ah, okay. It felt like towards the end of his uh, his past deal there that he was with the the stuff with uh, Grayson Waller and uh, Grayson Waller is the only one I can think of right now. (laughs) (laughs) To finish his point. Yeah. yeah, When he came back, it was really to work with all of the older talent. Maybe it was to show, show the young guys that way with another experienced veteran when he did his thing with AJ Styles. Maybe that was the start of with Judgment Day with Damian Priest and Rhea to start right. unleashing them and yeah. get them to oh, the main event. Yeah, Damian, Priest, Damian Priest, too. I forgot he did, he did help him out. And Finn Balor, because Finn Balor was kind of floundering a little bit there for before everything happened there. Yep. Right, but I mean, at the, at the same token, right? You got you got guys like Finn Balor and like Damian Priest, who have almost solidified themselves as stars, uh, you know, on the independent scene before making their way to the WWE. And and is it really helping younger stars then if we're getting, you know, the rub from Edge for these guys who? really have been in the WWE for quite a while already after their time in the independence. Right. Right. Cause I mean, when you look at a guy like Damian priest who went to NXT under William Regal and later Shawn Michaels with of course, um, Matt yeah. Bloom. Parachute, right. Not exactly young talent. Let's just say more new talent in that, in that aspect. <laughs> For those on audio, Chris Parrish is saying DP and FB. So that's uh, Damian Priest and Finn Balor, not uh, Facebook and Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper, (laughs) are in their 40s, not young talents. Yeah. So... And and I mean yeah like that's that's a very good point um, and and Chris you're right you know maybe maybe not so much young talent but um, but how do you talent. put that now new talent okay but then again I I, I pose the question are they really considered new talent yeah I I thought of that too because Finn was on the roster about six years before 
edge came into the picture. So Right. Right. So edge really doing anything to help the younger so in Finn's case. then back? that Yeah. In Finn's case, that might've been more helping to develop his character. Okay. So that might be a better way to put it. Um, you know, yeah. edge was maybe there to help character development. Right. Who knows? Maybe edge was helping out behind the scenes, helping produce some matches and learning that role. Well, I know, I know some of the guys have actually, because I just said this himself, but some of the guys had come up to him and, you know, nitpicked his brain as we all did in the independent circuit, nitpick every mm -hmm. older wrestler that right. came through our locker rooms that we were in. I mean, I yeah. can't count how many times I've pricked Chris Thorne's head a few times on ideas, you know? Right. Right. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. So there we go. Christian Cage continues to be with AEW. Good for him. He signed a contract, a long-term contract, and we have yeah. gonna we're gonna be getting Christian for a little bit longer. And I hope that in I hope that in this contract, let's say he decides to retire during the contract. I hope that there's a clause in there that allows him to become a producer or of some sort. Yep. I hope so as well. I think that would be a really cool thing for him to be to be able to do. I mean, whether it's a producer or a trainer or something in the back, um, you know, still really helping out the younger guys, I think would be a fantastic idea. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to continue our talk with another fellow Canadian. This one here, we're going to talk about Lance Storm and his wrestling school. So just want to kind of give you guys a little bit of, uh, you know, a, a backstory where it says it was such a giant task to get it started. Getting insurance is a gigantic hurdle. Even just getting a ring was a lot of work. I don't know if I have the desire to do that much work again. And I stopped doing it primarily because I am a hands on teacher. So for those of you that don't know, Lance Storm had his own wrestling school where a lot of great talent came out of there, like Tyler Breeze, Taya Valkyrie, Chelsea Green, Peyton Royce. However, Lance Storm had to make the decision to close his wrestling school back in 2019. And now, recently... In an interview with Chris Van Vliet, he says he does not see it coming back. OMD, I want to get your take on this first off. What do you think about Lance Storm deciding not to reopen his professional wrestling school? As disappointing as it is, I got to say good for him. It is time. Maybe it's his time. Maybe he feels it's time to move on, do other things with his life, be a grandparent, maybe. Um, you know, and if getting insurance, getting a ring is as hard as it is, as we've all tried to get one. Yeah. Um, so, you know what? Good for him. Maybe move on. Or if he really wants to teach go apply at another school and say, look, I'm Lance Storm. This is my career. Right. 
and benefit the industry that way. Mm -hmm. So I know in 2019, when he closed, then the intention for him was to, he was going to start doing part-time training at the PC, if I'm not mistaken. But I remember why he opened the school in, uh, or in, I remember uh, why he left the WWE in 2005. And that was because he wanted to open the school. He wanted to move into training and he was done with the in-ring competition. Right. So this, this kind of, hurts really because like he became the new dungeon as it were mm. out there in calgary training i yeah. mean yeah bruce and keith run their version of the dungeon but it really isn't as prominent as it once as the dungeon once was <laughs> <clears throat> but with uh lance doing it <laughs> with lance <laughs> jj's got me you cracked me man um <laughs> But with Lance doing the training he did, and I've seen some of the training videos he's put out, just right. He was he such a fantastic trainer. <laughs> so this sucks that he that he, yeah. he he's decided to close it down. Yeah. But as he said, he's a hands-on trainer, and if he can't do it physically anymore either, yeah, you know, he's gonna take his physical health and his well-being into consideration. And, as you and that's said, exactly it, what he's done here. Yeah. And as you said, it is stressful getting the equipment, getting the building, the insurance. And then and then there's finding the class of wrestlers who want to train. Right. Right. So with that hands on, he says that, you know, he's really good at protecting himself and mm -hmm. that while training, you know, he's going to make sure that you're doing it right. So he's going to have you do the move, whether it's a DDT or a suplex or anything like that on him first. And if you don't hurt him and he feels like you're competent enough. Then you can do it to the rest of the students. He also admitted that having a match with every student he taught has taken a physical toll on his body even more so than his in own in-ring career. Although he does relish producing and teaching, which is something that he still gets to do in his current role as a producer with Impact Wrestling. Thank you to Insight with Chris Van Vliet for the quotes that we have got here and for wrestling Inc for the transcription that says, so I suspect I will always stay with impact or I suspect I will stay with impact for an extended period of time because I love the atmosphere and the talent there and very much enjoy the schedule. So he is still doing work with impact wrestling and he's loving it. Good. Yeah, that's Good. that's the beauty. That's the beauty of the wrestling business is there is no shortage of work. Really, if you can't do it in the ring, be a referee. If you don't want to be a referee, be a producer. If you can't be a producer, work in television. You know, right? Yep. There's a little something for everyone in the wrestling business. Look at us. None of us can no longer go, and we're giving back to the business by doing this. Yep. Exactly. You know, and there's another guy out there that really gives back to a lot of different companies, considering this person is you know, technically a free agent and soon is going to be making a debut with yet another company 
that company being Major League Wrestling. But we are talking about Murder Grandpa himself, Minoru Suzuki. It has been announced that he is going to make his MLW debut October 14th at MLW Slaughterhouse at the former ECW Arena, now known as the 2300 Arena. Guys, guys, from somebody who has been all over the world, what do you guys think of MLW bringing in Minoru Suzuki? What a steal for MLW, by the, uh, by the way. And twenty the twenty and at the 2300 arena where he's gonna get a huge pop. It's gonna be insane when that happens. I am looking forward to this show just because Minoru Suzuki is gonna be on it. Right? Yeah. No, uh good I mean, on MLW. Good yeah. on Minoru for you know doing everything he's been doing in in America for the last two, two and a half years between Forbidden Door. Uh, he did one of, at least one of, if not both, of the Impact versus New, J- New Japan Pro shows this year. Yeah. Um, and actually, the last one was just at the 2300. Yep. So good on him for trying to get himself exposed to our culture. We all know him as the King of Pancrase. So good on him. I kind of know him I, as the headbutting maniac in New Japan. <laughs> I hope it's a success for both parties. Right. And I'm sure it will be. I definitely think that it will be. Um, JJ, I saw your comment there. Wait till you hear the new uh, The Pope's Point of View with a former WWE diva. I definitely want you to send that over to me in Messenger when it is out and available. I would love to take a listen to that. Please let me know. Minoru Suzuki, former leader of Suzuki Gun, Suzuki disbanded the faction and is now part of the fearsome trio known as Strong Style, which also includes El Desperado and Ren Narita. They came together earlier this year, soon after winning the Never Open Weight Six-Man Tag Team Championships at New Japan's New Beginning in Osaka, Japan. They would lose them to Chaos. Yeah. At, uh, you know, wrestling uh, Dontaku in May. Suzuki is a free agent and is able to go absolutely anywhere he wants. Going and working with AEW, as mentioned, with John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, to you know being part of New Japan Professional Wrestling, still accompanying you know this year's G1 Climax, uh, going through and and doing helping out with all of that. Um, he's not competed in that tournament since 2020, but he recently wrestled on the tour. Yeah. Wow. So I mean amazing and so good for him i think that this will be a good thing for mlw especially considering all of the still legal issues that are going on between you know mlw and the wwe with different lawsuits that are there that are going on 
Uh, we can maybe take a look and discuss that a little bit again. We did discuss it a little bit. When things kind of finalize, maybe we can discuss it a little bit more. But as of right now, things are still going through the courts for all of that. But I think that this would be a fantastic boost for MLW having Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. So you mentioned Minoru being a free agent and going wherever he wants. And it clicked in my brain. How fucking cool would it be? If he showed up in WWE and took on Gunther. That that would be fantastic, but I'm going to go a little bit, one more. And as, again, this has to go with WWE. Make him a mystery partner in war games. Oh, he would be insane in that match. <laughs> but again, it's, they have the PG. So you he wouldn't be able to get away with half of what he does anywhere. Yes, but him and Gunther would still put on one. They would just beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, that would be a chop shop match. Yeah. Would definitely put on a clinic for sure. We want to talk a little bit about our good friends with Rogue Energy. Rogue Energy has some amazing products that allow you to have some good energy inside of you. Gorgeous energy drinks with zero sugar, vegan-free. Everything is super good with these things. And you know what? Here's a little bit of what is offered from Rogue. many different amazing flavors for you to try so many different combinations of purchases that you can do over there as well and while you are over there making a purchase make sure you use our promo code ole pods which is going to get you 10 percent off your entire purchase not just your first time but every single time that you make a purchase with rogueenergy.com Yep. And you want rogue energy, not this bullshit. <laughs> uh, get that joker out of here. I won that at Circle K. I was never, I'd never buy that stuff. So oh, free drink is a free drink, you know? <laughs> true. True. We only got a couple topics left here tonight. Our main one is a real doozy that should take up quite a bit of time. So this one here, I'm going to just spend a little bit of time on uh, because, well, he's one of my favorites and somebody that uh, I've had the pleasure of actually interviewing. And I am talking about one of my friends, good old 
Nick Aldis. He says that he is keeping his options open, but I do have a little bit that I want to talk about before we get to that. You know, we had rumors going around for months about Nick Aldis being hired as a producer, and he hasn't exactly committed to it full time right now. He's kind of using this as an introduction to the WWE for himself. They invited him to come out and see how everything works and shadow as a producer and see, um, you know, just sort of, you know, part of meetings and overseeing, uh, you know, everything as a whole, the whole television operation to which he says, you know, I mean, again, I've done a lot. I've worn a lot of hats, so I certainly don't feel like it's completely new sort of like a completely new sort of situation for him. And he's using all of this as just kind of a testing grounds to see if this is something that he actually wants to pursue and continue to do. Right. He also says that he was blown away by the sheer size of the operation of the WWE He said that there's pro wrestling and then there's the WWE. So, you know, just taking in the sheer sort of volume of the operation and the number of people involved, the scale of everything is that just alone. It is, has been the basis of his time so far. So simply saying that he is just, kind of trying to take it all in because this is definitely something larger than what he has uh, been a part of before. So we do know that he is working on a handshake agreement, essentially, to see if this is something that he likes. OMD, what are your thoughts on this? Um, Good for him. I'm glad he is taking his time he's admitted that you know what it's overwhelming he's probably going through a lot of sensory overload yeah. uh, due to i mean we know him from impact and nwa right so you're going from these relatively small companies where you probably as a as a competitor you've got more pull backstage maybe a little more influence on your match not so much the outcome, whereas now you're trying to learn everything that goes into a match, everything that's going into TV, trying to sit in on these meetings. So the fact that he's working on a handshake agreement to see if he wants to do it, good for him. Chris? Yeah, this is... um, I'm kind of likening this to when uh, when you first go to the pool... You don't necessarily dive right in. You dip your toe in first to check the, the check the temperature, as it were. Right. So, uh, I was just I was thinking about like how he said uh, he was soaking it all in and how this feels grander, a little bit bigger and different. Couldn't he have uh, sort of experienced that through Mickey James telling him stories? Because, but I guess telling and seeing are two different things, right? Right, and I don't believe that Mickey would even know about kind of the backstage 
the producing, what goes into all of that, right? Because Nick has, has, has been taken to absolutely everywhere when it comes to uh, the backstage role. Yeah. He's been taken to production. He's been taken to the trucks. He's been taken to Gorilla. He's been taken to meetings. He's been taken to catering. He's been taken every single step of the way to know and see now, he, he has said that, you know, like the WWE is being, uh, you know, very patient with him to see if this is a good fit for both of them. And I think that that might be a byproduct of the new era that we're in. Yeah. I think we may see a lot more of that happening. And I'm okay with that. Absolutely. I and think I'm it's. Actually, I'm still glad that he's you know, considering this producer position, because he is coming down to the tail end of his in-ring. We all know that. There's only maybe a handful of years left that he can do. So this is another form of giving back to the business. Yeah. Now, you see, we can all sit here and say that he's coming to the tail end. He's only got a few years left. He sat there and said, no, he is just hitting his prime. And so, you know, maybe this is something that will lead to him getting back in the ring, which I know Chris Best would absolutely love. Yep, because I want him at the Rumble. I wanted him at the Rumble this year. But but then it also gives him that fallback option in case he gets injured, a la Jason Jordan or an Edge, a Sting... A Brian Danielson, Tyson Kidd, yeah, oh, yeah. anything yeah. like that. So I will give just a little bit more here for you guys as well, and see if uh, you know positions change on everything. I want to say thank you to Billy Donnelly, a good friend over at Wrestling Inc., uh, for this article that I'm taking this information from. Um, so, in all this is estimation the timing may wind up being off as he hasn't given up on the idea of competing as an in-ring wrestler. But given the schedule of the WWE, even as a backstage producer, it would likely mark the end of his career as a full-time, full-time performer. He has recently wrestled for both the NWA and Impact Wrestling. He isn't sure about calling it quits just yet, saying... May as well say it. Obviously, I would love the other thing. But until that day comes or doesn't, you know, I'm going to explore other opportunities, he confessed. But ultimately, this is absolutely something that I would want to do. In the end, I just, it's, you know, the question will be, I guess, whether or not I'm ready to do it now. You know... Yeah, and we don't know that yet. Yeah, he's looking to see. He's looking at his options for things that he can do outside of the wrestling or outside of wrestling, but still within the confines of the wrestling business. Right. Right. So, if uh, if he does become a producer, I one hundred percent can still see him coming out and doing a match on Raw here and there, Raw match on SmackDown, PLE, whatever you know. Yeah. As long as they don't give him a backstage interviewer role. Although he would probably excel well, but he would probably 
I don't know. I think he'd probably get more invested to being a character in doing that as opposed to taking it as just now I'm Nick Aldis backstage. Yeah. Here's how I would like to see things go down. Please allow Nick Aldis to uh, be an on-screen personality on SmackDown. Okay. Allow Adam Pierce to continue what he does on Monday Night Raw, and at some point we have Raw versus SmackDown with Nick Aldis getting back into the ring and Adam Pierce as his opponent. I'm still clamoring for that day that we see Adam Pierce get back in the ring, even if it's just for a, a quick little like fucking uh, five minute spot in the Royal Rumble. I'd be happy, you know. Yeah. Right. And there's no reason why we couldn't do some sort of Survivor Series matchup, right? Like next year's Survivor Series. Why couldn't we have Captain Aldis? Right. Yep. Yeah. That would be absolutely fantastic. Captain Aldous and Captain Pierce with the two of them mixing it up inside of that ring for five minutes. That's all we would need is five minutes. And they would do more in that five minutes than most competitors can do in half an hour. Yep. Just saying. Agreed. Yep. 100%. <laughs> we are going to make our way now to our large topic of the night. We've got about, uh, you know, 25-ish minutes to uh, to go over this. And if you guys didn't see at the very beginning, well, here it is right now. You just got punked. Yes, we are talking about the recent firing of CM Punk from A.E. W. Nick Khan, Tony Khan, not Nick, Shad, Shad Khan and Tony Khan coming to the decision with the rest of management and letting go of CM Punk. Guys, this is the time to discuss Chris Best. I know you have a lot to talk about with this one, so... I want you to take this for us. So we all know that he got fired because of his toxicity in the locker room. That's that's what my girlfriend called it when I was telling her the stories we're covering today. <laughs> and um, I saw this coming back when he fought with uh, the Young Bucks. I, I knew it was coming. I knew he was going to be trouble if they brought him back. Right. Should have happened back then when he fought Omega and the Young Bucks in the locker room. But this isn't the only time that Punk has created a toxic atmosphere around himself in the locker room. He did that in WWE when he left. <laughs> he did that in TNA when he left. The only company he didn't do it was ROH. Right. I'm so going to... Sorry, Chris, I am going to completely disagree with that. I believe he did create that toxic environment when he had to do, as he's done in every company he's been in, his summer of punk and doesn't get his way. He will create that environment so that he can go on to 
make more money and spread his cancer. So, I mean, I've got two words for it. Good riddance. Yeah, but when he left uh, ROH, he actually did it the right way. He handed in his notice saying, okay, I've got, I'm, I'm not renewing my contract. I've got this deal with WWE. Let's have a send off. That's how he left ROH. When he left TNA, he was fired from there. When he left WWE, he was fired from there. And when he left AEW, he was fired from there. Yeah. <laughs> but he w- wasn't even in TNA very long. Yeah. Um, and it was more on a per- left in a very toxic manner. And it was more of a per appearance type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but again, good on AEW. I'm glad that I, I agree with you. This should have happened a year ago. Um, but you also like Tony Khan had to look at it from the business standpoint and said, this is ratings. This is a draw. This is merchandise revenue. This is ratings revenue. All of that. He gave Punk his own show so that he could keep them separated. But again, Punk just goes into business for himself. And good I mean, riddance to him. Let's look at all the toxic interviews he's also given outside of the ring, too. Right. Yeah, the, the the one that comes to mind, and I know that the interviewer himself is a bit toxic too. But the one with Michael Landsberg, he was that was a really toxic interview. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely, it, it was. Yeah. So 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 both of you really believe that this is the best thing for AEW is to have CM yes. gone. Absolutely, I think it is the best thing for wrestling in general. I'm sure we've all seen the reports and the rumors that have been floating around now since Friday afternoon about him showing up in various other companies, and all I can say is, I hope not. Yeah, there's already been reports that WWE is open to working with a deal with him, but one Mr. Tom Colohue already shut that down. There's also rumors that he was open to going back to WWE late last year for the Rumble. Yeah, and Tom right. Collier also shut that down too. So I saw a meme today that said Impact is excited for the debut of CM Punk, and I would absolutely hope that Anthem is not going to debut CM Punk. Yeah. And- so you think that CM Punk has no place anywhere anymore no no i think he needs to just disappear and go fade off into the sunset for another seven years so there's the possibility that cm punk could come back seven years down the road is what you're saying (laughs) i i really again i hope not but i mean it happened two years ago so who's to say he doesn't come back at 55 and say, I want to hit a go to sleep on Silas Young at an independent show. So is there anything good that we can talk about with CM Punk? His in-ring and his promos were actually decent. 
I'm not going to lie there. Okay. And I really wish that we've talked, because we already talked about giving back to the business. Because of the way he cut promos and the way he wrestled in the ring, I really wish that he was able to give back to the business in that sense. And I want to preface this, too, by saying that like the whole thing with Jack Perry, he was actually kind of right on that situation because that was the whole... Uh, uh, the whole um, banning glass uh, glass hits because he was at that time showing care for the safety of Jack Perry. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's fair enough. I mean, but both were at fault. Agreed. Both were at fault and Jack Perry is still facing his suspension as to it's, um, but we have not heard anything on social media from jack perry in regards to this he's keeping his mouth shut punk won't be keeping his mouth shut where punk apparently found out about his suspension through social media he apparently didn't wasn't told anything um not only did he did whatever happened with him and jack perry actually happen if your boss feels his safety is threatened. Yeah, because in your presence. Yeah, because apparently he got into it with Tony Khan right after. Yeah, and I mean there are other reports that you know there was supposed to be a sit down meeting with the elite to smooth things over that got canceled. Yeah, and who? I mean, who knows? We're not yeah, there. They were, they were gonna the the elite were gonna sit with Punk and they were gonna try to bury the hatchet. No, it was that the elite called it off. Oh, well, that was, I mean, that was the intention. They were looking to bury the hatchet, I guess. <laughs> but so. there's going to be a ton of lawsuits from Punk's camp that's coming out of this. So we're not done with the Punk stories just yet. No. Right. But so Chris Parrish coming in saying Punk has no job while Perry does. So why does Punk have to say unspoken? He doesn't have anything else to lose while Perry does. If he does, if Jack Perry does say something, this is very good point. Very good point. Why is CM Punk staying quiet on this entire situation right now? Considering we're talking about how explosive CM Punk is and how he has been and how he has reacted. Even we've seen it with our own eyes at the media scrum. Yeah. Yep. Why is he being so silent? Now? I feel like I feel like because it's already been said that there's going to be lawsuits coming out from this firing. His legal team is telling him to keep quiet. Could very well be. I have not seen Collision as of yet, but Chris Parrish is saying after seeing the Bucks behavior on Collision, I find them more of an issue to be honest. Pure example of immaturity. Yeah. Okay. I have yeah, not they, seen they, it they, as of yet. They came on collision and they acted like a bunch of five year olds in the in the kindergarten or in okay. kindergarten, laughing at the the kids sitting on the chair. You know. Okay. I didn't. I did not see collision yet. Um, I did see, and I was actually very impressed on the weekend because they teamed up with two of CM Punk's good friends in an eight-man tag at All Out in FTR. 
Right. And they didn't let that issue become a distraction in the match. Right. Neither team did. Another voice I kind of want to hear hear his side on it because when the Perry Punk incident happened, Punk was on his way out to fight Samoa Joe. I kind of want to hear Samoa Joe's uh, take on everything on this as well. Absolutely. Um, because yes, given the fact that Punk almost walked out of the company before that match. Yeah, and Joe was, uh, stories are already coming out that Joe was pissed off about that. Yep. But it was apparently also Joe that was able to help calm Punk down to go out and do the match. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all hearsay right Punk, now. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely, it's all hearsay yeah. right now. But at the end of the day, CM Punk is a contracted professional wrestler to that company. And if he is going to be causing a disturbance inside of the workplace, then yes, this was probably the right decision to get rid of CM Punk. I, but, I'm also sorry. But if if there is a situation where Tony Khan allows him back again, I think we're going to have an uprising. There's going to be a little bit of a war that happens, and I'm not talking a war between companies. I'm talking a war with the fans who will not want to see that. Although for myself, I would love to see it. Chris is saying also ran outside the ring, raising their hands in front of the Chicago crowd, acting like they won classless in my opinion. Also, there's an ongoing lawsuit. So that is pending. So no one from AEW will be saying anything. Yes. And that's Chris best. You had, uh, you had yeah. alluded to that two lawsuits going to be happening. OMD. You talked a little bit about the, that as well. So yeah, both of you really coming in um, with the good shit here for us on this edition. Yeah, of so I want to bunk off. I, I just want to quickly bunk off what you said, Carl. Yeah. If uh, Tony Khan were to bring Punk back, you said a war with the fans. I also see a mass exodus of stars. There goes my friendly neighborhood motorcycle. There's the mass exodus right there. Um, <laughs> what the other thing I'm going to suggest is, and again, this is speculation, is I wonder if when bringing. CM Punk back this year if there was a clause that Tony then put into his contract stating if you go into business for yourself if any of this type of bullshit happens again you're done and the fact that this went to a committee the fact that this went to an external investigation all of that then I hope and I do hope that's the case yeah, and already I can tell you the stars that would leave. I can see uh, Jack Perry would leave. Um, Cole Cabana would be on on it. Would leave. Christopher Daniels would leave. The Young Bucks would leave, and Kenny Omega would all leave, and Hangman Page, and that is a huge dent in your roster if Punk were to come back. Yep. 
Yeah, it definitely is. Um, you know, I side kind of a little bit with, uh, uh, you know, with my friend Joe. You know, it says that he, he likes CM Punk and he always will and always has. Um, there is a time where Rowdy Roddy Piper did say that CM Punk is the best in the world. And with that, I think sometimes there are people who can become better than the best in the world. Or that title can be lost due to actions that you have done. Whether or not that situation has happened here, I can't fully say because I wasn't there. I have no idea. I'm only going by what other journalists and news reporters are putting out there. Chris, uh, you know, Parrish making a very good point there saying they yeah. can't leave under well, contract. Well, I, I mean, like once their contracts are up, they're out if that were to they're happen. Home. And I'm, I also I'm going to preface this too. The difference between Punk and Piper, because I've worked with Piper. Piper is modest. He's hum. He was humble. He didn't. He didn't really care about himself. And I get that vibe. The opposite vibe with Punk. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I truly believe I. I'm actually with you, Chris, in saying that you would see the elite leave. They would probably demand their releases or they would try and create that uprising within the locker room and create the mass exodus if it means they get blackballed carl you got something on your mind there <laughs> yes yes and i'm glad that somebody has finally brought this up because what if this is exactly what has happened? What if CM Punk is in the innocence here and that fabrication has come into play where some of these other stars who were not fans of CM Punk have created these situations that have now resulted in CM Punk being fired from AEW All Elite Wrestling. What if? I guess that's where we're going to have to pay attention to the courts and what they and yeah. what they say, because you know that they're going to bring in witnesses and everything like that to get the story sorted out, you know? Yeah. Um because, yes, it's a very divided locker room. The fans are divided um, because he is such a polarizing figure in the industry. So that is a very, very valid question that, you know, are there is there one more wrestler against CM Punk in that locker room or is it a divided dead down the middle 50-50 and you're getting the one side stating all these negatives and blowing them out of proportion? Maybe there was an incident. Maybe it should not have been as blown out of proportion as it was. That's yeah, like exactly the, like the incident saying. with Regal. Like, uh, it, that, that to me, like, yeah, he called Regal a stooge for Triple H. 
But that to me was just the media kind of trying to dig up more dirt on punk. Yeah. Right. Right. So CM yeah. Punk comes back to AEW after the whole meltdown situation that happened during the media scrum. He's essentially given top prize on a show given the show made the star and the face of that show. How much jealousy would have been there that could have caused all of this bullshit for CM Punk? That's, you know what? I... that's where my thoughts are right now right yeah and it's a it's a great question but the fact is is if you're gonna do that and do a soft split right and give cm punk and his boys and his crew their show and you've got still what would be considered the main show or the a show because it's been around a lot longer than two and a half months what's there to be upset about He's not coming to your territory. You don't have to go to his. You just have to deal with each other and tolerate each other at a pay-per-view. Maybe somebody else wanted that spot. Maybe somebody else feels deserving to be that face and that number one guy and be the top of that show. Yeah. Maybe. It, it, it's kind of like being like, it's kind of like being in the cat and the cashier's line waiting to pay for your products. Then some idiot comes up in front of you with about 200 items. You Meanwhile, you've got like three or four. Some idiot comes in front of you with 200 items yeah. and cashes out before you. Yeah. And you've been in that line longer, you know? Yeah. Oh, yes. Hey, you know what? It makes for a really good discussion, and I'm glad that you guys were able to be here to discuss this with me. And for all of you that are watching and listening, leave your comments for us as well when it comes to cm punk you can do so at the socials that you see ticking down below it's our local establishment on a number of different platforms from kick tiktok facebook x instagram youtube we are all over the place with our local establishment we're going to make our way out here, though. Before we do, I want to make sure that you guys have your chance to talk about where people can find you and what you have doing. OMD, let's start with you. You can catch me right here every Monday night on OLE with the Raw Watch Along with these two fine gentlemen above me on the screen, as well as Mr. Chris Parrish. You can catch me every other Tuesday or occasionally on Tuesdays right here on Turnbuckle Talk again with these two fine gentlemen and on Thursdays at 8.05 or 8 o'clock, I'm sorry, on the Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. As well, you can find me on my socials at fa on Facebook and on Snapchat and now on Twitch. Perfect. And for the people who are listening to this in audio format, where can they find you on Facebook and Twitch? And their places. They, they can find me under my regular name, Dan Horesic, on Snapchat under One Man Dynamic Capitals on OMD and on Twitch at OMD17. 
Mr. Chris Best, my wonderful new co-host. I am so thankful that you have been here with me. Where can the people find you? All right. You can find me at youtube.com at chrisdamage83, twitch.tv, cbrs underscore entertainment, threads.net at cbestfilms83, Chris, uh, facebook.com, chris.best83, and you can find me on TikTok at cbrs.entertainment. You can also find me here on OLE Podcast and Turnbuckle Studios doing the Raw Watch Along on Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Turnbuckle Talk every Tuesday, 8.05 Eastern as well. And before we get to mine, I do want to get to these uh, the comments here from Chris Parrish. He says, I mean, I thought I concluded to why there were differences with Punk and Con last night with the pro-Pepsi and pro-Coke. It's a war between the brands, but you can catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> LOL. Definitely. Really easy for everyone to follow me on my socials. You can check me out at linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. Once again, that is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash K-A-R-L-K-A-R-U-F-E-L. I want to give a huge shout out to our good friends at RealWrestling.net. News and views by real fans. Yes, Turnbuckle Talk is international, baby, as we are welcomed by RealWrestling.net. Thank you to all of them over there for the amazing stuff that they continue to do for us. And you see that I'm wearing my amazing Collar and Elbow branded hats. Make sure you're checking out CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Yes, founded by my good friend Al Snow. Yes, that Al Snow. Yes, the one that had head. Yes, Al Snow created CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Go and check them out and use our promo code JKPODCAST and get yourself 10% off your entire purchase every single time you are visiting them. You mean the you same look like you're ready to say something? Hardcore Chris. match with himself. The same also hey. who had a hardcore match against himself, right? <laughs> yep. Oh yes. Oh yes. And Parrish says he he loves head. Yes. <laughs> We only got a couple more here. I want to make sure that everybody knows that they can find some amazing Turnbuckle Studios merchandise, including Turnbuckle Talk merchandise, Beats and Beatdowns merchandise, uh, Got the Pod Life, Paramindful. So many different things are available over there for you at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. Wow. So many different things, so many different places. I am so happy that each and every one of you have been here for this. The mannequin is very cool as well. With that being said, we are going to make our leave. This has been Turnbuckle Talk, episode number 337. You just got punked. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other. <laughs>